Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey everyone, welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I'm your host, your beautiful, tall host, Judy Gold. And this week, I'm so excited, we have a, a, just a, a, a hilarious comedian, I love her, I, and I I, heart, I didn't really know her before. Um, I mean, I know her because I see her at the clubs, but um, getting to know her and doing research on her, it made me even love her even more. Jackie Fabulous is our uh, guest today and next week, and she's amazing. What a life. She made me laugh, and she's just a wonderful, great role model, so... For women everywhere, pretty much. I want you to sit back, if you can. I want you to relax, if you can. And I want you to enjoy part one of Kill Me Now with Jackie Fabulous. Hey, everyone. We have an exciting, exciting guest today. Now, I I just have to say, I love funny women. And I love accomplished women. I love smart women. And I love women comics. And I not only love this woman, I love her fucking name, even though it's not her birth name. Not her birth name. Because her birth name is Jacqueline J. Champa. What is it? Champ. Champagne. Champagne. Yeah. Yeah. Champagne. <laughs> but we all know her as the one and only Jackie Fabulous is here, ladies and gentlemen. And Yay! Hey, everyone. Jack Hay. Okay. First of all, you are playing with your necklace because it that is an OCD thing that also bugs the shit out of me because they're entangled. But we need to discuss your nails. Like who the fuck? I always see women with those nails and I'm like, A, how do they wipe their ass? B, um, how do they pick their nose? C, how do they type? Can you I, I really need to know. How you like? All right. First of all, you're wiping your ass, right? Yeah, no problem. I even get I, I get extra clean too. And like these are like spoons. Oh God, gross. Okay, so but you put the toilet paper in, and do you use the nails to wipe? <laughs> yes, the nails become an extension of your actual fingers. Okay, and because because the acrylics are so hard, they're like you can't take them off. They right. become. I have extra long fingers, and when I have to poop, I'll show you. Okay, she, um, this is. Uh, Okay, so there's a there's a tissue or there's a napkin. A yeah. And you take it and wrap it around. Uh-huh. And then boom. Oh, that's there. good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, how do you type with those fingers? I type uh if I uh, practice and, and force myself about ninety words a minute because I come from corporate America. 
yes, I know we're going to discuss all that. But yes. do you use the nail or the finger? Because sometimes nail, you see, nail, you do Jay- nail. You do nail. Jay- wow. Yep. J-C-K-I-E. Wow. Okay. Yep. Do they ever get caught on anything? Um, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> like what? All right. Here's my real question. What is something you can't do because of those nails? ATMs are a challenge. Anything uh-huh. where you gotta put your card in real quick and slide it out. Right. But okay. they but they they sell mechanisms that I I bought one on Instagram that's this, this catcher on on your debit card. You put it on the end and pull it out. So debit cards and ATMs are a challenge. Uh, the airport sometimes we got to put your card in for ID right. is a challenge. Right. Other than that, I'm I've had acrylic long nails since I was seventeen for my prom. Wow. I got them. And I'm like, I love them. And I'm, you know, I just turned out to be a really, really type A female who's a real, real girly girl. I'm, I'm, yeah, you're a total girly girl. Now, um, yeah. you cannot, I'm just going to say this and listeners, forgive me, but you can't be a lesbian with those fucking acrylic nails. I have had lovely ladies say, girl, I would never let you. <laughs> Yeah, I would exactly. never let you, you know. Yeah, you can't go in there with that. Okay. <laughs> so that's all I have. That was that is my one obsession that yeah, I was just uh-huh. like I've always wanted to ask someone like cuz it's a part of you, it's a part of your body and it yes. is different, you know? Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Jackie, yeah. let's just start from the very let's start at the very beginning. Big, so big, you're big, you're big. from the Bronx, you have a mother yep. Carol, you have a sister Jessica, uh, yes. And your father, unfortunately, passed away. Um, Lincoln? What was his? Lincoln. Oh, I love that name. I know. I never. He's That's the only a, man I've met besides Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> name is Lincoln. Oh, no. My friend. Um, I have a friend who named her son Lincoln. And, um, really? He turned out. Yeah. He turned out uh, pretty great. Um, and she's pretty great. Um, okay. So you grew up in El Bronxo. So your parents are immigrants from Jamaica. Yes. Um, how old were they when they came over here? I don't know. And when I ask really? them questions about the past, well, no, they got married in Jamaica. And I think they came here in the 60s. I was born in 71. Right. So they were they came here in the 60s. My father came first. He was a cop in Jamaica, came here, got a job at a hospital. And my mom came. No, he came first. My mom came after. But in the 60s, I really am positive that it's around there. So they were they were married in Jamaica. Um, yes. And then he was a cop, but then he came and worked in a hospital. No, he never did copping again or he never. No, no, it's, it's very common immigrant families for people yeah. to get married in their home country and then send off one to go get work in America. Right. So it's one of those kind of things where he so came did, to, to make money. And did he send yeah. money back? Uh, not, I, not, I have no idea. I don't know what oh they did. Oh, my God. Jackie, I need all this information. And then I don't think th- no, he didn't. He worked as a porter in a hospital where you, you know, you, you help. But there's no money in there. And no. then my mom moved from Jamaica. She lived in Cleveland for a while. She was a nanny. So wow. they were, you know, butt ass poor immigrants who just lived in different states for a while until they found a home in the Bronx. That's crazy. You know, people yeah. don't realize. Here's a story of so many people who come to America and love this country, love this yep. country yeah, and work their fucking asses off and have children who are successful and give them a better life. And these fucking pieces of shit, GOP motherfucking assholes, you know, 
I, I can't. Uh, but all right. So anyway, <laughs> I, I get so mad that, that this is these are because yeah, because that's what this country's all about. I know. Fucking I know. assholes. Okay. It- <laughs> so you grew up in the Bronx. What part of the Bronx? Uh, northeast, way like like two stops away from Cross County, so very close is the freeway to go upstate. But it's as far you as far as you can go in the Bronx, away from the South Bronx, where it gets kind of nice. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. right. I'm I'm at the cusp of it's still hood. There's still shit here, but it's also real nice right there. You know, you know I mean? it's so funny because you say the yeah. Bronx, and everyone's like, Ugh. and there is that Crazy. one part of the Bronx that is like one of the wealthiest. Enclaves yeah. in, I think in the East Coast, pretty much. Um, yeah. So you have the South Bronx, and then you go north, and it's like, yeah, another one. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming because I can't find. I, I have done so much research on you, and I cannot find any shit about your fucking childhood. It's so annoying. But did you? I I'm assume, not famous. That's why. Yeah, but you do interviews, and you are famous. True. Shut up. Um, <laughs> you uh, did you go to public school? I assume. I went to Catholic school for 12 no way. years. Uniform girl, 12 years. Wow. Were you, yeah. was your family religious? No, they were just strict. Everybody went to, everybody in Jamaica went to private school where you had to wear uniform. You learn right. about God in addition to all that shit. So when they came out here, they were like, well, the same thing. So they put me in private school immediately just because that's what they do. Is your sister younger or older? She is 11 years younger than me. What? Yeah, I remember asking my parents for a sister or anything for right. so long. By the time they decided, all right, fine, I was like, uh, I have my period now. I don't need this anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got my period, discovered boys in my titties, and I'm like, oh, damn it. I'm going to have wow. a sibling. That's so yeah, Why but- do you think they waited so long? Just they didn't, they didn't want. My father, I think now that my... I've been looking back at my uh, how my father used to behave. I think he was like uh, a little bit of manic, depressed kind of dude. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He complained. He complained my whole life about money and not having it and didn't make enough. And I'm too much of a burden. The whole family he can't do it all himself. Right. So I think it it comes from it came from all that. He's always been kind of like I just can't do this. But he did right. it. You know, he did, he did it. it every day of my life until he passed. So. So you're 11. I always, this is, I, I don't know, but I always think parents shouldn't have kids when the kid is old enough to know how the parents had the kid. You know what I mean? I, I, um, I agree. Yeah. And so <laughs> you're 11. So you were an only child for like 11 years. A while, a, while, a long time. Yeah. Very spoiled. I, I, was, I was raised by my mother, father, and my aunt. So I had like two mommies because right. she, lived with, she lived with us her, our whole life. So What's then. her name? Her name is Shirley. Aunt Shirley, and she never yep. got married. Uh, she allegedly, I heard years ago in Jamaica, she was going to get married and found out that he was already married to somebody else. What a fucking asshole. So she has been, in my opinion, kind of anti men and relationships her whole life. And she's 80 something years old now. Maybe she's a Leslie. <laughs> she could be a Leslie. Um, I, I have thought about it and I really? have done some research and I still and- have no conclusions, but I'm still. You know. Wow. So Carol you know, and no. Shirley live together. Yes. Oh, I, I, and, I, and, I, and I live there because I haven't looked my own place yet. Judy, help. I know. I know. We're getting there. We're getting okay. There. Um, <laughs> okay. So um, you go to school. Are you popular? Are you, what are you into? Are you, 
a good student. Horrible, horrible grades from kindergarten. I only tried really hard to make first uh, first honor roll because I thought I'm I'm like I can't be dumb. It's not I'm dumb. Right. So I I put the effort in and I made first honor roll only one year of my life. Just to school. prove to yourself. Just to prove that I could. And when I realized right. that I could, I went right back to C's. <laughs> and I was I've been, I was a C student, C negative B C student. Or be minus C student for my whole life, through, all through law school, everything. But I was You're funny. Too. Yeah, funny, which is a sign of intelligence. But yes, were they, were your teachers writing, you know, she has such potential? And uh, yeah, yeah. I got oh that. my God, if I could yeah. find these report cards, talks too much, not yeah. working to her potential. And all I she thought was easily when I, when distracted. I, yeah. Oh my God. Distract other students around her. Yeah. Yes, yes, I, yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, that's called an audience, bitch. Watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember um, when, when I used to go to parent teacher conferences uh-huh. uh, with my ex and um, our son, Ben. This is the Jew bell, by the way. Anything Jewish, okay. I ring a bell. Um, anyway, so we would go to parent teacher conferences and Henry. Just never, you know, he was like, would just lie about doing his work. But Ben and Henry. Okay. Ben would, we'd go to the, the conference and the, the teacher would be like, Ben is an excellent student. He's brings so much to the class. Um, he's participates, but he distracts the other students and he makes jokes you know, it's just not right. And one of the teachers said, and sometimes the jokes are things I would laugh at. And it's really hard for me. And my ex is like, he's in trouble. I can't believe it. And I was like, oh my God, that's so great. Oh, (laughs) she would yell at him and I'd be like, oh my God, that's so hilarious, Ben. Great. Good for you. Um, But you know, it's so funny because there's so many different kinds of intelligences I don't know if that's a word, but um, and yet they don't measure that they they measure. And probably in Catholic school, it's so strict. Were were they religious? Your parents? Uh, No, my father never stepped foot in church outside of his wedding. My mom did go to church every Sunday, pretty much on or off. And they forced me to go to Sunday school. So I was raised. I went to Catholic school. I went to a Presbyterian church. And I uh, I was confirmed there. But as soon as I turned 18, I stopped all denominational Right. And I just and I just do God now. So in high school, did you go to a Catholic high school? Yes. Catholic oh, high wow. School and yeah. you said I'm, you mentioned somewhere that you uh, or you mentioned you went to the prom uh, in one of an interview I saw. Oh, how do you do that? You go with the guy. Go- was it all girls in your school? No, no, no. Cohen. Oh, and I and, and, okay. and I'm I truly believe my prom date was gay. Really? Have you spoken yeah. to him? Not since, we not need- since, not since in my twenties. I don't think. But when I saw oh. him again after a break, everything about him said, "Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah." But that would be only a gay guy would be able to deal with, you know, your humor and having fun with you, right? I mean, well, I mean, in high school, gay, yeah, gay men and I are great friends. But yes. every time I meet one, I'm just like, I love you. But I know, same. Yeah. But you yeah, don't want right? to fuck him. With no those fingernails. Um. <laughs> You know I love my liquid IV, that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. 
I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben, my son Ben, who plays basketball. His team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond, beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome! You graduate high school. Do you do any extra? Are you sporty? Nothing in the play? Nothing? I tried out for for basketball. They didn't let me, so they let me run the scoreboard. That was it. But no, I, oh no, singing. I did do choir stuff in elementary school. In high school, though, high school, I was really just chasing boys and and being funny and hanging out with my friends. I'm surprised I didn't know how to read because I really did not apply myself in high high school. was a, a, a four year game for me. I really did not focus at all i just had good friends we joked around did you smoke pot and drink and all that nothing wow i I didn't fuck didn't drink didn't smoke i was just in high school hanging out wow yeah i tried to i tried to have sex and stuff but boys just didn't they love hanging out with me but they they wouldn't hit on me for real right yeah oh but you're so pretty all right so anyway i'm moving my notebook over here because i look at all these notes i have on you okay yeah you're the only one that's ever done that that's amazing i i do this this podcast is a labor of love but i i love people's stories and i have had so many interviews where they don't do anything like they're like how'd you get into comedy and what's it like to be and i'm like no 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 that's not no or you got to ask, what is it like to be a woman in comedy? Yeah, it's just so fucking annoying. Okay. So um, you go to college. Where did you go to college? I couldn't find that. I know where I, you went to law school. Yeah, I went to I went to Iona College. Oh, two-year, yeah. A two-year program. And then I went to City College, CUNY in Manhattan. CUNY, very good school. Okay. 
and you didn't know what you wanted to do, um, but you were watching. You would watch Ryan's Hope. Yep. <laughs> you were. <laughs> You were addicted to the soap opera Ryan's Hope, which yep. no, it's what was the other one that um, Luke and Laura? Oh, General Hospital. Oh yeah, I never. I was never. Oh a my god, girl. I'm not I love one who didn't do General. I don't know oh, why. Oh, I remember when Luke and Laura got married. I was a freshman in high in college, uh-huh. and uh, we all like we got dressed up, and it was like a big oh like we, we were obsessed with Luke and Laura. All right, anyway, and I, then I, you I look at them, yeah. I was all my children. That was my thing. And then after that, I had to turn them off and do something else. Right. But you loved Ryan's Hope. And yep. there was a character named Jillian who was yep. a lawyer. Yeah. And you were like, oh, she's sassy. She's got she's Love got her. confidence. Yeah. That's and that's how you realized you wanted to be a lawyer. I was that young. I remember I was like, it's fun what she's doing and arguing. And then I started to find things law related to classes in high school and stuff. And Decided, okay, I'm going to be an attorney. And, you know, that fueled the interest, and so did Law & Order. But TV did it. Oh, yeah, Law & Order. Like, yeah, Law but Order. I I agree because, um, you know, Henry, my son Henry, like, we always thought he was going to be a lawyer because he was obsessed with Law & Order, and he yeah. would watch them, like, two times and then try to figure out and wouldn't watch the end until he figured out who, like, mental. And we always thought he was going to be a lawyer, but like you, he liked to hang out. And yeah. be with his friends. Okay. <laughs> you go to college and yeah. you then afterwards become a paralegal, correct? Yes. And which is another degree, right? Because my sister became a paralegal, didn't and she had to take another test or nothing or something. Well, no. No, in California you have to be certified to be a a, a paralegal. You got the courses or whatever. Right, right, right. In New York they had no requirement. I had a I had a, a college degree and I got a hookup from a lady who worked there, so that was how I ended up at like this fat ass law firm forever. Yes. So you end up at this fat ass law firm. Yep. Um first of all, I want to ask how your your father felt when you got that job. <laughs> I mean, he must have been like my daughter, you know, like my daughter, oh, yeah. I did it. I did what I came here to do. Oh, yeah. I was always I don't know where it came from, but I've always been like I got it. Even though I didn't get good grades, I was always like, well, I got to finish. I got to get the right. diploma. I got to get the degree. I've always been driven to do shit. It's just a matter of what do I excel at? I have to like it. And I realize right. now. But back right. then, I'm like, I'm always working. I have always had a job, retail, whatever. But I'm always going to be busy. But I may not be excel at it unless I enjoy it. That's the right. Problem. So you get this paralegal job um, and you are working in an office and in this big law firm and you're the only person of color. Is that correct? Or the only woman paralegal or the outside of the the guys in the mailroom? I'm the only person of color. Right. For the first couple of years of my meeting of being a paralegal, even the lawyers, it was just me and a a lot of um, financially well off Caucasian people in this big law firm. Right. And you said there <laughs> that there are three black women in your personality at that office. Yep. yep. Jackie, who's like, yes, I'll get that done. Right. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm Jacqueline, my my parents daughter. Right. And then I'm Jaquisha, the girl from the Bronx. <laughs> she's always there. No matter how professional I am, right. I'm around. I'm like, if you if you if you push that little button. Decrease, you'll be like, who the fuck? You know, that yeah. Kind of <laughs> um, I really wanted to ask you, you know, 
you are in this white entitled male office. What did that, what did you learn? Like, what did you get from that? What did you learn and what did you take with you from being surrounded by, you know, these entitled, well-educated, well-off. And when I say entitled, they're entitled. They don't have to fight for their rights. If you don't have to march for anything, you're entitled. If you're, you know what I mean? If you start with, you know, a big pile of money or, or supportive parent, you know, you're, you're the daughter of immigrants yeah, surrounded by like these other people. What did you get from, from that experience? Uh, I think that experience, it, it gave me a lot of self-doubt and a lot of insecurity, but it really? also, a yeah. lot of confidence. It gave me confidence and self-doubt at the same time. Like I'm good enough to work with whomever. Right. But, but I also struggled the whole time with, um, do I deserve to be as rich as these dudes? And, you know, they, they all I remember all of these. I remember the, the, the females, the white females, they, they always had a Tiffany bracelet or pearls and they lived in someplace great. And they, get, they went to an Ivy League school. So they, right. I always had this inadequacy, like, am I smart enough to go to Ivy League? Can I will I ever have a Tiffany? You know, I was always right. kind of like that. And. It made me feel less than and like, but I got to get out of here because that's why I wanted to be a lawyer. I was tired of being in a paralegal because I was always the assistant. I was always the peon. And you were all doing all their work. Like, I know paralegals do all the fucking work. And not well on top of that. So (laughs) I didn't do it well, but I wanted to do it because I didn't want to be their their assistant. I wanted to be in charge. So I'm like, well, to do that, I have to leave and go to law school. So I remember I worked at Latham and Walk into the paralegal and I was fucking up. I was horrible. I was going to get fired eventually. But I took, I applied for all these law schools all around the country. They all said no, because I'm a horrible test taker, right? So the one- oh, same, 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 same. Yeah. I the had one- like straight A's and horrible SAT scores. See? Me too. My SAT was like, my SAT, I remember, I think it was a 600 or maybe the LSAT. I don't remember, but it's so right. bad. Right. Like, you want to get me like extra help bad. So I, I was at, I was at this law firm and I, um, oh, I forgot what I was saying. God, I got caught up. No, just being the self-doubt and all these other white yes. women who were just like start, you know. Yeah, I felt you I felt wanted very the pa- you wanted to be the lawyer instead of yeah. the yeah. It, it made me re- it made me feel like the the dream was on that side, and then re- the real world was on that side, and I had no right to be like, can I have both? And I think I've been. Don't think you think? Do you think that's a a woman thing, or do you think that's a child of immigrants? I think it's a woman thing, immigrant thing, and a culture and color thing. Yes. Um, and the culture thing. Because I am um, a lot of women at the firm, but they were always, I don't know, they were a lot of women, but they always look, they always seem the most tired, the most overworked, <sighs> the most in, incapable of, you know, mentoring me and giving me help. Because they hadn't, they were always like on the part on the partner route. So they right. would be like, if I'm gonna make partner, I gotta work 14 hour days and blah, 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 blah. The men we're more cash and more good. Right. The Cause they deserve and, it. We yeah. deserve it. It's yeah. owed to us. Brett yeah. Kavanaugh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know what it's like and I, I think we're similar in this way. Cause I, the, the stuff I've read about you is basically I, I share with you the uh, adverse feelings or, not wanting to be bored, wanting to use my brain, wanting to be stimulated. So there's that. 
And then there's that not belonging. Like, you know, I and I worked in an office, too. Like, I remember you, you were um, at one of your interviews. You said something about, you know, all these comics talking about, oh, I'm living in my car and I have no money. And, you know, you always worked. And yeah. I always had a job. I, I had a job until I could live on my own. You know, making, uh, you know, I was I was middling and I was making like seven hundred fifty dollars a week. And it was like, OK, I can. But I I did, you know, I typeset. I did all this shit to make enough money to have health insurance and pay my bills. And it's being a responsible. But I remember, you know, person, but I remember being in an office and I'm not black <laughs> at all. And I always I I I as a gay um, I always, you know, I had a secret, you know, in the eighties yeah. when I was working in an office and I always felt uncomfortable and I always was like, Oh my God, if they only knew, and I have to fake that I'm this and I have to fake that I'm that. And I always think about, and I'm not, I really don't want to be patronizing at all, but I always think, you know, what is it like to, you know, walk in a room and be the only person of color? Like, and it happens so often. It happens yeah. way too much. It's like you walk in like I can act like when I'm 25, I'm not gay and fit in, you know? Yeah. Um, but to be in an office or in anything, walk in a deli, walk in a, you know, it's just I can't. Yeah. I, I try to think about what it feels like. And I can't, I mean, I can a little bit, but it's just like, I, I have such respect for you. I, I, thank you. You know what I think? I think if I were to like, really, really, really give it credit, I would say I've probably been a comedian my whole life. Yeah, absolutely. And and that has helped me person having personality, having all personality coping mechanism. That that has helped me cope through all the, I'm the only, I'm the only, do I deserve? How How can I, do I, how do I ha- think I have the right to even want these things when nobody in my family has it? Right. So I think being a comedian gives you the ability to be like, look, everywhere I'm going to walk in is going to be, I'm, I might stand out. How can I stand out and make myself feel comfortable and you all comfortable also? Right. That's the thing. You that's give them is. the, pa- that's the power of, of comedy. Hey everyone, you know, One of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing. 
and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. You get into Trinity Law School in yeah. um, California, which uh, is the only, you said was the only law school that would let you in. There was another one. Whittier, okay, here's, I took uh, the whatever test, and Whittier Law School in Orange County, California said, you can come here, but you have to take a test after a week worth of whatever course. If you pass this test, you can stay in, at this school. And they were a, a really big right. American Bar Association. Yes, yes. School. And I took the test, failed it, and then Trinity was like, okay, we heard, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe I call, I don't know. Right. You, you can come here. So they were, a, a, they, they're not ABA. They're only accredited in California. Right. But, but And I could have, I know I don't know why, looking back, I didn't pack my shit and be like, just forget Cali and go back to New York. Right. But I was so tired of New York. I was sick and sick. I was my whole life on the train. All yep. this, I was just tired and I just wanted to live somewhere where it was warm and my life would be different. I was tired of the hustle and bustle of New York. At 29, I'm like, I'm done, I'm done with this. So you uh, stayed in New York until you were 29 and then went completely <laughs> to the opposite side of the I uh, country. To go. And I was, I, was, I was dating someone who wouldn't marry me. So I was also like, the fuck there's him. No reason, there's no reason for me to stay in New York. Right. My family was fine. So I just left and and they were did they give you their blessing when they I don't remember because no one no one came to see me when I was there. They only came to my law school graduation. Nobody in my family paid paid me any mind the 20 years that I was in Cali. And to this day, I'm still angry about it. I'm going to be in therapy (laughs) about this forever. Like no one. Did did they call you? Did they? Yeah, all the time. And they call and they wouldn't be mad when I didn't call and they would send me money and stuff. But no, but I'm like, it's it's Cali. It's not Afghanistan. You all can come down here. And they refused. They were very, they probably were. And it's probably always the animosity that I left, which you can't care about. Abandoned. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, that's the way it's always been. I love your independence. Okay. So, <laughs> so you graduate um, and you don't take the bar. No, I don't know why. I just scared, s- fear, scared to take the bar. Right. Self-esteem issues, all kind of issues. I, I'm, and I'm bad. I, I'm like, if I think I'm a bad test taker, why in the fuck would I take the world's hardest exam? Yeah. In a state where they say is one of the hardest tests to pass. Right. So, Judy, that is the one thing that I, I still want to do, though. I, I, so, I you have a regret. Do you have... Okay, this is going to be the weirdest question I ask you, okay, but gotcha. do you have dreams about taking the bar? Like yes. uh, because at some point. No, I no, dreams to. when you're sleeping. Oh yes, all the time. 
Okay, because I, this is not, doesn't compare, but I, I was a music major in college and I had this art, this music history class and I loved it. And it was really interesting class. And I remember it was my senior year and there was a final paper and I just didn't do it. And I didn't, I got like an empty grade. So I went to him, I'm like, I got to graduate, you know, you know, and he said, oh, well, I wanted, I was gonna, I was waiting to see if you would hand in your paper, I would have given you an A, so I'll just give you a B. And I was like, okay. And I felt, I still to this day feel guilty. I still want to write the paper. I don't even know it's about comparing two (laughs) symphonies to each other. And I, for, Uh, for years, dreams about not finishing something. So it's like, and it's so interesting that you were like, I have to finish something. I have to finish things. And you didn't finish that. That's the one thing, the biggest thing I've tried to do, I didn't finish. And I want my, you know, I want, I am a lawyer. When you get a JD, you're a lawyer, but I want want to be a badass attorney. And my list is long. I want to, I would love to add attorney to like number three. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I just got to have, I got to have the money and the time and the patience to sit still and study for two months nonstop and yeah. not did to go out and you know, all this shit. Well, it's not like you did, you had that time during the no. pandemic. Anyway. <laughs> I did. Judy, I ordered, I ordered a review course during the pandemic and signed up for all kind of shit. Cause I'm like, I am going to take this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have time. And when I tell you, I paid God knows how much for this course that I still can take now because it's free forever when you give right. me thousands of dollars. Yeah. And I didn't do it during the quarantine and I plan to. Oh, please. I, I had so much shit I was doing during the quarantine. Nothing. <laughs> um, because I, you know why I think it is? Because why? like you, I never stop. And it was the first time it was like, it, it was like good. everything halted. It, I was like, wait, so I, I'm going to eat dinner and then stay at home and <laughs> every so wait, what, what do you do? So you watch TV and, and read and just hang. Oh, like I had no idea. I've been doing stand up since I'm 19. Like I have no idea how people live. I know. Um, <laughs> so you then uh, worked at Caltech in Pasadena. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you started doing stand up. It's I. All right. There's a m- multiple different sources that I've gone through here. Um, okay. One is I know you took Judy Carter's comedy class. Yes. OK. Shout out Judy Carter. Yes. Shout out Judy Carter. Wait. Um, <laughs> and also. uh you were doing stand up at night at uh, the improv in LA 2005. Yeah. But I love this story. You went to the Brea improv to see Monique. Oh, yeah. And uh, afterwards, you were standing online with everyone and saying, everyone. Oh, big fan, big fan. And you said to her, Monique, I'm such a big fan. Oh, she's not Jewish. Whatever. Monique, uh, (laughs) such a big fan. Uh Um, And she was so nice. And you said, and I'm a comedian. And she said, oh, good. Do you want to do some time? Yep. And you opened for Monique the next two nights. Yeah. I did a set on her show at the improv. Yep. I mean, fuck fucking A. 
That's what I call sisterhood. That is what I fucking call sisterhood. Oh, yeah. She's sitting over here holding a wall. She's like, you want to do some time? And I was like, I almost cried like right there. Like, yeah, of course yeah. I do. Yeah. We need more of that because, you know, they've set up the system so that there's only r- room for one of us, you know, and we need to support each other. We need women need to do the same shit the guys do where they get something big and then they bring all their fucking they bring friends all their along. Fucking friends yeah. along. Yeah. <laughs> um, you also were married. Is that correct? For, for eight months. Um, I need to know a little bit more about that. He's the boyfriend I had when I lived in New York when I was here before I moved for eight between seven and nine years. Right. I met him in college. And we for the first three or four years, like I really we were madly in love, but then I fell right. out of love. But I stayed with him because I was very comfortable, very right. safe. He was a big, strong, a scary dude, so I felt great. And but then when I started getting like I guess growing pains, I'm like, Well, you won't marry me, why will I stay here? And I moved to Cali and he followed me. It was very dramatic uh, soap opera. Don't leave. How are you? I'm like, I told you I was leaving. He didn't believe me and my family did not know I was leaving. So when I went to Cali, of course, I had all the remorse and I missed him and and the phone calls and he chased me and we came out here. And then he's like, yeah, he proposed when when he came out to Cali. And I'm like, all right, well, we might as well. We've been together all this time, not realizing it was already over. But because I was lonely and missed him and blah, blah, blah. We eloped at the Little Church of the West in Vegas. I'm in Vegas now, so it's probably down the street. And we we eloped, and and after we eloped, I had this incredible feeling of buyer's remorse of why did I get? <laughs> what I did he do for over. what? What did he do for a living? He, was, he passed the bar. He was he went to Brooklyn Law School. He was also a dean of elementary school in wow. the South. Upstanding citizen, star athlete, skip skip many grades, very smart, and he had street sensibility. So he had the mixture of right the hood and the the, uh, the book smart. Right, and he was six four and gorgeous. But I was just I fell out of love. I was with him too long. I you know you how you're really young and you stick no. with one person because you're yes. like yes yes because you think you're never gonna get anyone else and this yeah. is it and don't let yeah. it go. So did he come out to California and yeah, stay? He, he came out. No, he did. He. Right before he was about to get a job out here and got out there and moved back, that's when I divorced him. I divorced him by myself at my immigration law firm job where I used wow. to work. No money. We had no money, assets, or kids. So a divorce when you have nothing is actually it's, it's quite easy. Simple. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, I understand now why you are upset with your family because, God, you went through so much shit by yourself. Yeah, well, you know, immigrants, I think people overall over a certain uh, certain generation, they just don't deal with emotional intelligence. Yeah. They're just like, well, yes. we just need to eat and keep this house. Right, right, right. That's <laughs> absolutely true. And then you yeah. have feelings and you're like, oh, I can't talk about this with them because no. they're, yeah, I know. I remember, it, I, remember, I remember I said to my mother during the lockdown, like, mom, you don't understand. I might lose my mind. Like, I can't right. not perform and I don't want to do the job I've had. I'm depressed. And she was like, you know, br- depressed. Jesus, you're not depressed. What are you depressed about? You're sick. You're, you're happy and you have money and you work and you're pretty and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that is not the way right. mental health work. But, you know, they you can't. They don't understand. I remember. I, I think I've told the story. I, I went through a very bad clinical depression. OK. And um, like to the point I couldn't speak. Someone said, mm-hmm. go go get a cart- carton of milk at the corner. I'd be like, I, I can't leave. It was really bad. And mm-hmm. I I would call my mother and we're pro mental health. My parents went to therapy. Everyone goes to therapy, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was such a bad depression. And she, I would call her up and every day she would say, are you better? 
Are you better? Are you better? Are you better? Are you better today? Are you better? And I'm like, Ma, it doesn't, no, okay? Um. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to part one of Kill Me Now with the one and only Jackie Fabulous. How fabulous. I know, you knew I was going to say that. Well, whatever. Uh, so funny, so great, so interesting. I love her. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. And uh, everything else, marketing, whatever, everything else having to do with this podcast in my life is done and gets done because of Brittany Joe Sowards. If you have not subscribed and left a review, I hate your guts because then more people can find it and I can keep doing it. I know I keep threatening you, but it might be um, more than a threat. Okay? Because I, you know, I need to be successful in my podcast. My book, yes, I can say that, is everywhere. So you should be getting, you should have read it. If not, get the audiobook. I know you're traveling with your family. There's some curse words, but it's a great audiobook. So, yes, I can say that when the Comfort the Comedians were all in trouble. Also, you can check me out online. Well, at judygold.com, you're going to hear, you can see what I'm doing, where I'm doing it. Um, I am in Provincetown at the Art House every Tuesday and Wednesday until August 31st, 7.30 p.m. So get your asses there if you're on the Cape. I'm going to be at Camp Rehoboth in Rehoboth Beach, Labor Day weekend. I'm very excited. The big gala on uh, September 3rd. And then I am going to be um, signing books at Browse About Books on the 4th. So if you're in the Rehoboth area, get your asses there. What else is going on? I can't believe that motherfucker isn't in jail. I can't believe what's going on in this country. But I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be positive. You know, I am not going to be positive. You know, we all need to laugh. And laughter is important. But uh, can you fucking believe what's going on in this country? I know I say that all the time, but it, it really is irritating. Uh, summer's almost over, which I hate. I really hate it. I love the summer. I love the beginning of the summer because I know it's going to be summer. And then at the end of the summer, I'm like, fuck, it's not going to be summer anymore. And then I get upset, which is main, mainly means that I need to move to a warmer climate in the wintertime like most old Jews. So, I don't know, that's it. I don't know what else to tell you. Um, I could ramble on and on, but why bother? You have lives. You have lives. So, um, I want to say thank you for listening. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. And, you know, and thank you for your love and support. I love you. I mean it. I really love doing the podcast and doing research uh, but it takes up a lot of my time so you've got to tell people about it so I can make some dinero alright that's it I don't know what else to tell you uh, thank you for listening enjoy the last two weeks of summer <laughs> and uh, as we always say so long g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g